Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, and especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you, you the people have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Pray on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth.
Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects, vast and cool and unsympathetic, regarded our planet with envious eyes. Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. Broadcasting from the beautiful desert of the American Southwest, I'm Ryan Gable, your host, and you are tuned in to The Secret Teachings Radio right here on The Fringe FM. We are broadcasting around the world, all over the world, The Fringe FM, Talk Stream Live, and the Paranormal Radio app. Thank you for tuning in this morning, this afternoon, tonight, whenever and wherever you are listening. If you'd like to contact the show, You can give us a call tonight at 520-367-2064. I'll give that number out again in a moment. Or you can email us at rdgable at yahoo.com. Check us out on social media at facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings. And if you missed any of our previous episodes, if you'd like to go back and listen to a show after it's already aired, you can subscribe to the full show archive on the website and get access to all of the montages that I make along with my digital books and for yearly subscribers you get a physical copy of one of those books it's all at www.thesecretteachings.info there's also our Patreon page with behind the scenes content and our affiliate sponsors like Pro One Water Filters that is all also the links on the website at thesecretteachings.info I-N-F-O. Again, that number to call in tonight, 520-367-2064. Just go ahead and write that down, 520-367-2064, and we will take some calls later on, 520-367-2064. So I've been spending a lot of time reading, and uh, the last couple of days I've read quite a bit about archetypes, mythology, and symbols relating to Christmas time. I'm in the, the festive mood. I actually just watched The uh, the Grinch tonight, classic uh, Jim Carrey movie. And before I moved out here to Arizona, I had got, uh, I got back into the subject of UFOs. I got back into unidentified flying objects and uh, paranormal-related phenomena. I read through a couple of different books that I had had on my shelf that I hadn't read yet on the subject of UFOs, and now I'm spending a lot of my time, uh, free time in the evenings, watching the X Files. So I, I've just had this feeling of rejuvenation for the for the subject of of UFOs, and a lot of people I know are are feeling I think similar because of all the the mainstream media coverage of UFOs, and well, it's not really a UFO now; it's UAP. I read an article today that said the government has no evidence of UFOs. Those don't exist. And then it was like dot, dot, dot. They're just UAPs. It's like, okay, well, whatever you want to call it. 
people are really interested in that. And obviously, because of social media, the mainstream media content spreads rapidly. And uh, you have YouTube sleuths and uh, people that like to do occult gymnastics and people that like to do conspiracy gymnastics. And they jump and dance and, and flip all over this stuff, trying to figure out the secret codes and what what's what's really going on behind the scenes and I've got no problem asking questions. I just don't buy the official narrative still. I don't buy the Louis Elizondo story at all. Back in 2017, when that story came out in the New York Times, yeah, it was interesting. And I remember going to Contact in the Desert that year, and I had, uh, I had gone to a hotel, and I didn't have a copy of that article from the New York Times. So I went down to the office of the hotel and I remember I sat there for like 45 minutes and I just printed, it was free printing. So I printed out article after article after article. I was in the UFO mood. It was contact in the desert. It was CITD. So I was, I was just printing out all kinds of UFO documents, UFO news stories, whatever. And I printed out that New York Times article again, just to have a copy of it. And yes, it was interesting, but it really wasn't a revelation to me. I don't understand how any serious UFO researcher, uh, how an author, how an investigator can honestly look at that New York Times story back in 2017 and, and say with a straight face or imply with a straight face that this is something new, that this is something furthermore very important. I mean, I guess I get the angle. It's important because there's official acknowledgement but then again, if you understand why there's official acknowledgement, or at least tentatively understand based on the evidence, it would seem that the official acknowledgement is a new form of denial, at least in, in my view. So I personally did not buy that story. I'm not saying Louis Elizondo doesn't exist. Louis Elizondo is, is a guy. He worked for the government. Uh, I'm pretty sure he was Central Intelligence Agency. He was CIA, once CIA, always CIA, as far as I'm concerned. And I don't buy the Tom DeLong to the Stars Academy. I don't buy their connection to uh, Bigelow. I, I, don't, I just don't buy any of it. And there's a lot of reasons I don't buy it. And I know that makes me unpopular in this late night radio game. I obviously don't care much about that. My concern is with... I don't want to say the truth because that has, for some reason, become a, a very subjective thing nowadays. My concern is with finding more accurate information or finding the motivation behind things. I like to think of myself more as like a detective, kind of like an investigator. I don't have all the answers, but I don't think that the Louis Elizondo, Tom DeLong, Bigelow story, where you've got all your late-night radio hosts and all your, your authors and researchers who want to make a quick buck or they want, to, they want to keep their image fresh, you know, your Jimmy Churches. And uh, I never had a problem personally with Richard Dolan. I met him several times. He was a very nice guy. He actually lived right down the road from me when I lived in New York in Rochester. Uh, never had an issue with Richard Dolan. I just have an issue that Richard Dolan's one of these, these guys now who is 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 heavily supporting this this story and this narrative and there's a lot of other people that I don't have let's say beef with but 
I just have an issue that they're supporting this narrative because I feel that this this Louis Elizondo uh, Bigelow uh, Blink One Eighty Two narrative is is there's something wrong about it. There, there's just just something off about it. You know, it's like when you meet somebody and there's just that 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 thing that they do. Like it's a it's a tick, a gesture. It's the way they speak, and, and it might just be a personal thing, but. There's just something wrong. You can't really get along with that person. That that's that's kind of how I feel about this this new disclosure. I mean, yeah, there are people like Stephen Greer and people like Richard Dolan. These guys have been around a long, long time. Same thing with Linda Moulton Howe. Linda Moulton has been around a long, long time. So she got the the Area 51 video game picture wrong. Big deal. Uh, I question that. I had an issue with that personally, but I, I still respect Linda Moulton Howe. But when these guys are constantly pushing this Blink, I'm I'm just going to call it the Blink 182 narrative. They're pushing this Blink 182 narrative. I have an issue with it because I feel this is a personal thing, but there's some evidence to back up what I'm saying. This is why I feel this way anyway. There's some evidence to back it up. I feel that there's something seedy about it, something wrong about it, something something deceptive about it. There's there's a sleight of hand going on. I, I feel like I'm being used and I don't like it. And it's unfortunate because a lot of us, I'll include myself in with you, a lot of us, we've waited for this this day. I mean, I'm 30 years old. Some of you are much older than me. Some of you are younger than me. Some of you have waited, though, if you're older than me, a lot longer than I've been alive to have the government finally acknowledge, look, the UFO is real. Of course, they're never going to say the UFO is real. They'll say the UAP is real because it's all about doublespeak, changing language, and controlling the narrative, which is suspicious in and of itself. There's strike number one. But strike number two is really against the people that are so willing to believe that federal agencies, that the government, that the military is, is willing to talk about this, and that suddenly, overnight... This is now an acceptable topic to discuss. I actually read, I listened to some news articles, uh, news clips today, clips and articles of little news segments while I was making the montage for the show. And there was one that was like, well, because the government said it, I guess the UFOs are real. So let's take this seriously now. Let's look at what these things are. And it's like, first of all, if you have to wait from 1947 or even before that with ghost rockets and things like this, Foo Fighters, etc. Till 2021, to investigate the subject because the government denied it until then, I think you've got a little bit of a, a, little bit of a personal problem there. If you go back into the 1940s, in the 1950s, the 1960s, the 1970s, the 1980s, the 1990s, the 2000s, and up until today, the military... I can't imagine what they have that's classified. The military has what seems like an endless supply, an endless record of documentation of military craft and commercial craft. And these are just airplanes, fighter jets, etc. For literally over half a century, interacting with unidentified flying objects. Stories that are lights in the sky. Stories that are soldiers on the ground that are exposed to high levels of radiation. Stories that begin to amplify in intensity 
such as nuclear missiles being shut offline individually at the same time. Amplified up and up and up and up to bizarre cases where there are reports in military records, planes that literally interact with unidentified flying objects and vanish like they're in the Bermuda Triangle. So for over half a century, the military has been incredibly interested in the subject because these are things in the sky above the United States, the former Soviet Union, uh, the United Kingdom, uh, Australia, the Middle East, I mean, all over the world. Governments have been investigating the subject. So, I mean, you just all you need to do is read, read a book by you know, Timothy Good or Jim Mars, two very popular authors on the subject. I mean, even read a book by Richard Dolan. You're going to find so much incredible evidence in the past, things that are declassified you can really sink your teeth into. I just don't see why the 2017 Blink-182 report has, has all this, this meat to it. It has all this substance to it that everybody wants to sink their teeth into. I mean, maybe it's just because it's an official acknowledgement, but if I have a government or if I have a person whose policy it has been to conceal such information, and we know that that is standard practice in the military, standard practice in government, even if it's just for political reasons, it's standard practice in the aerospace industry. If that's the standard practice, what makes me or what should make me think that suddenly that practice has changed and now they want to tell you the truth? I don't buy it, especially when there's this, this subtle hostility to even calling these objects UFOs. When you're like, hey, this is a UFO, and they're like, no. It's a UAP. And you're like, whoa, dude, all I said was a UFO. That doesn't exist. You understand me? It's a UAP. And it's like, damn, this is like, you're the media. You're not even the military. Why are you getting so upset about this? It's because the media has been given their talking points, probably from the military, probably from some shadowy government agency, probably from the Pentagon. All right, it's probably from the military. It's from the Pentagon. It's from the aerospace industry. And suddenly, I keep using that word tonight, suddenly, overnight, it's okay to talk about it. And that, to me, is just incredibly, uh, stunningly, and, and astoundingly suspicious. I don't know what you think, but to me, that's very suspicious. 520-367-2064. That's 520-367-2064. There's a lot we're going to discuss tonight on the broadcast. It is the Festival of Unidentified Lights. Did you guys see the pilot and the video of the pilot that filmed these rows of lights over the Pacific Ocean. Just an incredible documentation of unidentified flying craft. However, I do believe that a lot of the now publicized UFO UAP videos and pictures, I think that a lot of that might be a little bit misleading. I think that perhaps some of that could actually be human-made. And the human craft, man-made craft, are being utilized to solidify the reality that, yes, there are craft here from other worlds, other dimensions, but in order to control the narrative fully, regardless of what the relationship is with these beings, 
these entities, these energies, these forces, you have to take the narrative into your own hands by essentially staging the proof, concealing the organic evidence, and then steering public perception. That's what I think is going on. Oh, ho, the UFO. That's tonight's broadcast. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teaching. Stay with us. There's a lot more after this. 520-367-2064. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is The Secret Teachings Radio on The Fringe FM. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hear more while supporting the show, visit the website, thesecretteachings.info, and subscribe to our show archive. As a yearly subscriber, you can download and stream every show after it airs and get access to the digital versions of each one of Ryan's books. The show offers weekly and monthly subscriptions, or for $50 a year, get access to the archive, montages, and digital books at a discounted price. Just visit thesecretteachings.info and click on the donate button at the top of the page. Your subscription supports The Secret Teachings, The Fringe FM, and you. My name is Alex Exum, and you're listening to The Fringe FM. Hey there, it's Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings Radio. After years and years of research, I compiled most of the important components of what I learned into three books, Food Philosophy, The Technological Elixir, and Occult Arcana. And by happenstance, those books turned into a trilogy that can be, but doesn't need to be, read in order. Food Philosophy explores the nature of what it means to be healthy, while examining the ways in which the public is deceived about their food and water. It also explores disease theories and why astronomical events like comets may be more responsible for illnesses than pathogens. It concludes with a look at geoengineering. The technological elixir picks up where the food book leaves off. It explores technology with its benefits and dangers, looking at smart tech, the Internet of Things, advanced robotics, and quantum computers. The text takes us through the mark of the beast, magic, and the music industry, focusing heavily on material death cults and pacts with the devil, and of course, black goo. It concludes with an analysis of UFO cults and an otherworldly or dimensional presence influencing mankind through technology. Occult Arcana is truly standalone as an encyclopedia of occult knowledge, covering theology, science, and mythology, symbolism, ritualism, and magic, voodoo, witchcraft, talismans, nursery rhymes, alchemy, and more. Occult Arcana ties it all together. All three books are available in digital form, and they are autographed, if you'd like, in paperback. Just visit thesecretteachings.info, where you can read reviews and buy yourself a copy or two today. Whether for yourself, family, or friends, they make a wonderful gift for the holidays, something that we explore in detail in the Occult Arcana book. Again, I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings Radio. Food Philosophy, The Technological Elixir, and Occult Arcana are my books. I hope you get a copy and support the show today. This is the story of the very first alien Christmas. This is Earth. We will build the ultimate weapon. And their stuff will be our stuff. You forgot 
Latin, but there's an alien battle cruiser about to... There's always an alien battle cruiser or a Karelian death ray or an intergalactic plague that's about to wipe out life on this miserable little planet. The only way these people get on with their happy lives is they do not know about it. Now, sci-fi becoming reality with the formation of a permanent government office tasked with investigating unidentified aerial phenomena also known as UFOs. They're here, aren't they? They've been here for a long, long time. The answer to this question will have huge implications for the future of humanity. At any given time, there are around 1,500 aliens on the planet. That's what I call a close encounter. And the next enemy was asteroids. Now, at this point, he kind of chuckled the first time he said it. Asteroids against asteroids were going to build space-based weapons. So it was funny then. And the funniest one of all was against what he called aliens, extraterrestrials. That would be the final card. And over and over and over, during the four years that I knew him and was giving his speeches for him, he would bring up that last card. And remember, Carol, the last card is the alien card. We're going to have to build space-based weapons against aliens. And all of it, he said, is a lie. In the event of, say, a full-scale alien invasion... There's a whole fleet of them. Look on the ASA. My gosh. How prepared do you think this planet's defenses would be? Tell me. Just doom. 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 They've been here for a long, long time. I'm Ryan Gable. And you are tuned into the Secret Teachings Radio. Almost overnight, UFOs have gained what seems like complete acceptance by academia and government. Suddenly, the UFO is worthy of scientific investigation. Although they ask not to call it a UFO, they ask you to call it a UAP. That alone is highly suspicious to me. Now the government of the United States has a new department to investigate these unidentified flying objects, or these UAPs. The Airborne Object Identification and Management Synchronization Group. That's the name of the new government group that will investigate in an X-Files style way, according to the media, these Objects when they appear, sightings, potential landings, and even try to capture these craft. The Airborne Object Identification and Management Synchronization Group, very bureaucratic name to give to this investigative task force. They will assess and, as appropriate, mitigate any associated threats to safety of flight and national security. I'd imagine that they might want the masks on the aliens too. Maybe that's what they're going to do. They're going to find these aliens and they're going to make sure that they mask up. Maybe the aliens are spreading Omicron or maybe the aliens came from a planet full of Omicronians, right? Is that how you pronounce it from Futurama? The move comes after the U.S. Director of National Intelligence in June gave a report to Congress about these unidentified aerial Phenomena. Remember that? The big UAP report. Everybody was so excited about it. Everybody was sitting around just stroking off to it. Very excited about the UAP report. Oh my God, what's it going to tell us? And look, we're not highly, highly intelligent beyond, uh, you know, beyond the, beyond the, the, the most intelligent 
you know, people to ever live here on the secret teachings. We're not like vastly superior intellectually, but it was pretty simple to determine beforehand that the UAP report would be a nothing burger. It would be essentially a rubber stamp on something that the government as a whole, but really just a small fraction of it, has concealed for one reason or another, conspiratorial reasons, political reasons, etc., for, at this point now, close to a, a century. I mean, really, it's been about, it's been like 75, 80 years, I guess, depend, it depends on how far you go back. Uh, the ghost rockets and the Foo Fighters during World War II, we're looking at a solid 75 years here. And that's just since we've had world wars. That's just since we've had you know, planes in the air flying and, and being able to interact in some way with these objects. I mean, some of the first UFO reports go back much further than the 20th century. They go back much further than the, the 1500s. Some, some UFO reports go back into biblical times. In fact, a lot of people think that many of the biblical stories are actually first-hand accounts of UFOs. And, and that's, that's an interesting thing. It's an interesting thought. It's an interesting theory. I see the Bible as more parable, more metaphor. I see it more as a sacred text communicating information to the subconscious, into the unconscious. It's meant for spiritual development and growth. But there are some things in the Bible that sound strange, and you could have a mixture of those sacred teachings or those secret teachings mixed together with historical locations, which there are absolutely historical locations that are very real that we find in the Bible and we find archaeologically. So certainly there is quote-unquote truth in the Bible, but I don't necessarily think it's a big book of UFO stories. I, I don't think that the star that the wise men followed to the birth of Jesus was a spaceship. I don't think that it was an unidentified aerial phenomena. It was a star. And maybe it was a UAP. I don't know, but I don't personally think that. I, I think it makes more sense that it's an astrological story. And I think that we need to be careful with how willing we are to believe in those things. It's okay, I believe, it's okay to think about those things. It's okay to laugh about those things, to even consider them seriously, to enjoy an episode of Ancient Aliens. But when we start to believe these things without much personal investigation especially, it's very dangerous because the whole idea of ancient astronauts as we know it today in the popular culture, in the zeitgeist, is something that has been weaponized for monetary reasons at this point. Some people produce that content because it's fun. And I, I, I agree, it's a very fun thing to listen to, and there are a lot of really important and credible points that are presented in those presentations, whether it's on television or it's on, it could be on radio, it could be wherever. Again, the problem, though, is Ancient Aliens got a lot of traction in the same way that the Louis Elizondo, Tom DeLonge, To the Stars Academy of BS 
has gotten a lot of attention and has cultivated an official government stance that there is a slight threat, a potential threat from these objects that have been documented in the skies above us, also in the oceans, also over sensitive military bases, also for literally over 75 years. And way before that, going back into biblical times, into the B.C. time period. So this is not a new thing. But this UAP report comes out, right? And this UAP report doesn't tell us anything. Anything more than we already knew. But for a lot of people, that UAP report did tell them something. It told them that what they believe and what they have believed, it implies that that is true. And it doesn't specify what those individual beliefs are. It just blanket and generalizes. It blankets and generalizes that what you believe is real. I have the I want to believe poster hanging up here in the studio to my right. And I want to believe. And there are things that I can believe in. But there are likewise people who don't want to believe. And there are people who don't want you to believe. At least in what is more accurate. They want you to believe in things that are inaccurate, that are misleading, that, that, that are disinformative. And I believe that's why YouTube and Instagram and Reddit and social media is overflowing with controversial, misleading disinformation on the subject of UFOs and UAPs. And now the mainstream media is essentially doing the same thing. And the Pentagon is essentially, as far as I'm concerned, doing the same thing with the subject of UFOs and UAPs. Now, that UAP report that came out in June of 2021 was a result of interest after the Pentagon in April of 2020 unclassified those three videos of the UAPs. The USA Today says they are not UFOs, by the way. Now, the Defense Department in August of 2020 had established the UAP task force within the Navy. In December of 2020, Congress approved funding in the Coronavirus Relief Bill for a report about unidentified aircraft in restricted airspace. Funny how Congress used the Coronavirus Relief Bill to fund a report on unidentified aircraft in restricted airspace. Funny because when the coronavirus quote-unquote pandemic began, I believe it was Time Magazine published a very intriguing story suggesting that coronavirus might be our proof of how society might react in the event that we collectively come into public and open contact with extraterrestrials, with beings from somewhere else. The article suggested that this might be essentially a test run, a beta test. Not that it was planned, but that it was something that we could use as a beta test to determine how society would react, especially to an invisible enemy 
that you had to rely on government to determine where it was and how dangerous it was. Some of you might see what I'm getting at here. And this funding was placed in that coronavirus relief bill by Congress in December after the release of those videos and after countless articles that were extensions and branches of the 2017 Black Budget New York Times article and all of the Blink-182 The Stars Academy stuff. And it all gets mixed together. And I'm sure... I'm sure people like Tom DeLonge and Louis Elizondo, I'm sure in, in one way or another, these are honest, good guys. I just have a hard time believing that this is the so-called disclosure that so many people want. I mean, if you really want disclosure, there are literally dozens of superb, and some of them should be award-winning, books written on the subject that literally document for the last century the presence of these objects in our world, across the world, across cultures, across countries, across borders. Why do we need a UAP report? I mean, is this just, is it bureaucracy? Is it just the the stale, slow-moving, rusty, lumbering, governmental force that can't process things quickly? What exactly is it? Why is this disclosure happening in a way that is so suspicious? And maybe it's only suspicious to me. I don't know. I'd like to get your take on that, though, at 520-367-2064. We are live tonight, December 23rd, Thursday. Started the show on Wednesday, though, December 22nd. We are live, 520-367-2064. What do you think about it? I'd like to get your take, honestly, because maybe I'm the only one who thinks this. I just find it a little bit suspicious. And now the Pentagon has this Airborne Object Identification and Management Synchronization Group that is going to be assessing these objects. What they're going to do is account for characteristics and performance of UAP that exceed known science or technology, including propulsion, aerodynamics, materials, sensors, countermeasures, weapons, electronics, and power generation. They're also going to provide the foundation for possible investments to replicate these advanced characteristics and performance. Interesting. That means that hacks like David Wilcock, who dumped a bunch of his money, into a fraudulent uh, company that doesn't actually manufacture anything. People like David Wilcock might have been the, and this is, I think, quite ironic, might have been one of the first casualties of this UFO scam. Provide the foundation for possible investments to replicate these advanced characteristics and performance. I wouldn't be surprised if we initially hear that we don't exactly know what these craft are, but because of investigations, we found that they don't emit pollution, anti-gravity, maybe not anti-gravity, but they they don't emit pollution. They don't make noise. These aliens are environmentally friendly. These aliens are very, very green. 
Huh? Huh? They're very green. And so we could invest a lot of money into reverse engineering this technology in order to develop new technologies so that we don't have to rely on fossil fuels anymore. Does that sound like it might be plausible in the near future? See, I'm not figuring this stuff out because I'm a genius. I'm figuring this stuff out because I question literally everything. I question when I'm told what you believe is true and let me help you prove that it's true. And I'm being told that by people and institutions and agencies that have lied to me my whole life and have lied to the public for generation after generation after generation because it's a standard practice to, for one reason or another or multiple reasons, conceal that information from the public. This is what the new task force is going to do, the Airborne Object Identification Management Synchronization Group. Now, that's what the government is doing. And NASA... Going back to October, we did a show on this. NASA is calling for a new framework to be put together. Writing in the journal Nature, they proposed creating a scale for evaluating and combining different lines of evidence that would ultimately lead to answering the ultimate question, are we alone in the universe? The scale they want to put together contains seven levels reflective of the winding, complicated staircases of steps that would lead to scientists declaring they found life beyond Earth. But again, we don't need NASA to tell us that. I mean, NASA says things all the time that the media doesn't announce to the public and the public is ignorant of. It's funny because especially people that are more progressive that walk around with their NASA hats and their NASA clothes on, I guess they don't realize if they believe in the narrative of climate change that NASA has repeatedly published articles and studies showing that carbon dioxide greens the environment, carbon dioxide is good for the Earth, and I'm not talking about in excessive levels, just at their current levels. And they've published articles showing that lockdowns actually have damaged the environment. They have not saved the environment as it's implied by media. The scientific evidence shows the opposite. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if these unidentified flying craft are pollution-free, they're green, and we need to invest trillions to reverse engineer them. I mean, if you hear that, or if you even, you even hear of, of a whisper of that, then you'll absolutely know it's a scam. Because literally, again, and I, I'm going to use that word a lot, literally, Literally again, here we go. We've had decades and decades and decades and decades and decades of things like reverse engineering. And it might not be of alien spacecraft, but we reverse engineer other countries. They reverse engineer us. And uh, some of the most advanced countries stay pretty much right on track with one another. And that competition whether it's uh, you know the arms race or the, you know the race to develop a nuclear weapon or whatever it is, it leads to new advances in technology, which also leads to new advances in in, in medicine and new advances in um, in in uh, uh, things that are uh, like propulsion. Uh, th- these are beneficial things. So there's just something wrong, as far as I'm concerned, about this this new disclosure. I just don't buy it. 
Maybe I'm wrong, though. Maybe I'm just paranoid. Maybe I want to not believe, perhaps. But I, I know that there are people that don't want you to believe certain things, but they do want you to believe other things. And to me, it's suspicious, the Louis Elizondo Blink-182 story. To me, it's just very suspicious. And I mean, you don't need to go back into military history to find evidence of the things that you're being told kind of exist here, kind of exist there, but we've only got like 144 cases of them and we couldn't quantify some of them and we need to just investigate this further. It's like really because we have pilots at 39,000 feet over the Pacific Ocean and they are filming rows of lights flying and blinking in like perfect symmetrical lines again at 39,000 feet and I'm supposed to think that doesn't exist I guess I mean you know what I went and found that article UFO sighting pilot records series of bright lights flying over Pacific it was from December 9th it was from TMZ and I was trying to find some audio some news reporting you know, real reporting. And I only found uh, a small news outlet published a story and there was a video on it. And I found TMZ. And the TMZ video, which, I mean, TMZ's trash anyway, but the UFO one was just the same old thing. I mean, it's literally, they're literally showing you, literally showing you it's either something from another world, something from our world that's non-human or it's humans it's man-made, and it's hyper-advanced, decades in advancement of, of the airline this pilot was flying, the plane this pilot was flying. I mean, presumptuously, anyway. I'm, I'm presuming here. And yet, it's still a big joke. It's like, oh, people better get out their tinfoil hats. I mean, the, these are just birds flying. Yes, birds fly at 39,000 feet, and they blink. <laughs> and they look like they look like uh, three rows of, of the Phoenix lights. I mean, this is happening now. And it's, and it's just something that, it's not even that it gets passed over. It's totally and absolutely ignored. I mean, this to me, this video is more credible than Tom DeLong. But my intuition says, that this probably isn't extraterrestrial. My intuition says that this is probably man-made. I mean, they were very close. I heard that the, 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 the sighting was very close to, to Hong Kong. So we don't know what China was flying or any other country. I mean, the fact is that a lot of these, these sightings are of craft that defy the laws of physics, essentially. And, I, and, and, and it's like, well, we, we don't think that they're Chinese. We don't think that they're Russian. Okay. But these things were flying around in the 40s. So just like after 80 years, you've just decided, well, they're definitely not Chinese or Russian. I mean, we, we knew they weren't Chinese or Russian in the 40s and 50s and 60s. I mean, if, if these things were flying circles around planes in the 1940s, the Foo Fighters and ghost rockets and unidentified flying objects in the 50s and 60s, if they were flying circles around our planes then, and they're still flying circles around our planes now, 
we know the technology that whatever these things are is hyper-advanced. And 50, depending on the period that you're looking, 50-something years of technological advancement, and we haven't come much further than what we had during World War II in relationship to whatever these objects are. That right there should tell you all you need to know. So whether or not what this pilot filmed was, was real or not in the sense that it's, it's not a doctored video and that it's you know, an alien spaceship. I don't necessarily think it's an alien spaceship, but a series of alien spaceships. I, I mean, I think this might be you know, man-made, but the, the point is, I mean, this, this is the real evidence. This is the raw evidence that is literally pouring in and out of every media source in and out of every you know video uh, post and text message and social media c- communique every day, all day. And, and then you have people that say, well, there's just no evidence of it. What do you mean there's no evidence of it? There are literally, literally, I mean, if you sat down and just went through military records on this that are declassified, you, you'd spend the good uh, part of the next decade trying to put it all into to order, trying to understand it. There's there's so much that it's it's overwhelming to the point of wanting to walk away from it and not being able to process it all, especially if you're new to such a thing, especially if you're new to to the topic. I mean, it can really mess with your brain. And in fact, according to Gary Nolan, a doctor, professor of pathology at Stanford University, I mean, he's he's connected with Stephen Greer. I'm not 100% sure how I feel about this, this doctor, but he's looked at 100 patients, people that have had UFO sightings or they've encountered a UFO. And a lot of the patients heard a weird buzzing noise in their head. They got sick, very similar to Havana syndrome, which we told you was a sonic weapon uh, hell a year before CNN did. We did that here on The Secret Teachings, and I did a show with Brad Olson where we talked about it and with Clyde Lewis where we talked about it. We knew that a year before. But this isn't Havana Syndrome. These objects apparently are interacting with people, and according to the research of, of this doctor, a lot of the, the, these patients had um, an overconnection of neurons in their head, and it seems that they were suffering from some kind of uh, uh, rewiring in the brain when they've come into contact with these crafts. Um, that might imply, uh, and it does imply a lot of things, um, that these craft are electromagnetic, that they are interacting with our world in a way that creates what we consider to be abnormal paranormal phenomena. Whatever the case, it, it, it literally changes the brain, apparently. Uh, the, 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 the brain chemistry. It, it changes uh, the, the, the neuronal function in the brain. I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty powerful. And if you remember back in 2016, a Chinese astronaut, Gang Liwai, or Lewi, said that he, uh, he heard something or someone knocking on the body of his spaceship. He was the first man in space from China. And he said it sounded like uh, knocking uh, an iron bucket with a wooden hammer. And he said it neither came from outside nor inside the spaceship. And uh, there are cases, going back to a 1969 test flight for the moon landing mission, uh, there was uh, a weird 
uh, sound that was recorded by the astronauts. There's something also picked up by the Juno probe, and I believe something NASA's also picked up from Saturn. It's just, you know, background noise, space noise, whatever. But I've read that the noise that the astronauts heard in the 60s was kind of like a buzzing sound, which is exactly what you hear when you have crop formations. It's what you hear when you go back to this story of uh, the uh, people that have interacted with UFOs and had their brains literally changed in some way. I mean, it's got to be, uh, the only thing that really makes sense to me is it's got to be electrical. And it, it, it implies that this technology is, is it's, it's not human, it's exotic. And if it was present in the 1940s, think about that. It was present in the 1940s and these things were flying circles around our human aircraft and they're doing the same thing in 2004 and 2021. They're not Chinese. They're not Russian. They're not Australian or British. Or they're, not, they're not human. They're something from somewhere else. Or they're something from here. Something that is a civilization, a breakaway civilization. Something that is not part of our civilization that is here on Earth. I mean, that is, that is the evidence by implication far more than circumstantial. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings, 520-367-2064. We'll take calls in the next hour, 520-367-2064. That's 520-367-2064. We're live tonight, Wednesday into Thursday, the 22nd into the 23rd of December. rdgable at yahoo.com is the email. Check us out on the website. Subscribe to the show. Get access to all the shows, the montages, and the digital books. When you subscribe, you keep us on air. You keep us broadcasting. We're going to talk about, when we come back from break, that mysterious cube found on the moon and what that also implies in esoteric and occult terms. There's a lot more after this. Don't go anywhere. Stay tuned to The Fringe FM. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings, and we'll be back. could listen to this and again you know people say david has no evidence david has no evidence but i hate this channel or you could listen to the secret teachings with myself ryan gable five nights a week on the fringe fm and join us to explore the outer limits of history symbolism parapolitics and more we'll explore a little of everything but don't take my word for it i'm kind of like you i'm a last of a dying breed a generalist that's the secret teachings.info and the fringe fm If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, and from mythology to alchemy, then why not check out the book Occult Arcana, complete with hundreds of beautiful images. Maybe you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic pacts made in the entertainment industry. Check out the technological elixir, black goo, transhumanism, and invoking AI. Or if that's not enough and you want a practical look at food, lifestyles, and ingredients, even those in your pet food, with free solutions to better health, then check out Food Philosophy. 
All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info. That's where you can read reviews, see pictures, and even order yours today. It not only supports The Secret Teachings and Fringe FM, but most importantly, it supports you. People ask me every day what they can do to take control of their life in the face of an onslaught of misleading information and outright lies. I always tell them to take control of what they put in their body, including clean water. I personally used a Pro One water filter long before the company became Pro One. And after a few years, I decided to get an affiliate program set up for the show. Here's how it works. Visit our website at www.thesecretteachings.info and click on the Pro One water filter link on the slider bar at the top of the page. Whatever you purchase on their website, we get a small percentage. It's an honest and beneficial way to support the secret teachings and yourself. They've got water filters for the kitchen, dorm room, and even shower heads so things like chlorine don't become vaporized in the hot shower and inhaled. They make a great gift for yourself, your family, or your friends, and especially a great gift around the holy days. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info, click on the banner, support Pro One, and support the secret teachings five nights a week on The Fringe FM. They all say the same thing. They're all like, you know, over the last four years, everything good that happened was because of us. And we would have done more good stuff if it wasn't for those guys. And then the Democrats go, oh, we did all the good stuff. <laughs> it's like you're all working for the same guy. Want more of The Fringe? Check out thefringe.fm for more information on your favorite shows. Also, don't forget to check out the Fringe mobile app or the other ways you can tune in through the Paranormal Radio app and talk stream live. Where the normal and paranormal collide, it's the Fringe FM. Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You'll love the new Paranormal Radio app from Talk Stream Live. You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in Paranormal Talk entertainment, including the network you're listening to right now. The Paranormal Radio app, free in Google Play and the iOS App Store. This is The Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings. If you want the most unique blend of subjects anywhere on radio, from parapsychology, pop conspiracy, parapolitics, the paranormal, and symbolism, look no further than The Secret Teachings, airing Monday through Friday right here on The Fringe FM. Our topics, themes, and perspectives are not bogged down by rhetoric or ideological collective associations. It's just raw thought and consciousness. Check us out by visiting our website at thesecretteachings.info or the network fringe.fm. This is John B. Wells of Caravan to Midnight, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Howdy, this is Joe Mars, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. I'm Clyde Lewis from Ground Zero Radio, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Hi, it's David Childress from Ancient Aliens, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Gentlemen, thank you so much for the great work that you guys are doing. Hi, everyone. This is Mark Passio from WhatOnEarthIsHappening.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. With Ryan Gable. This is the story of the very first alien Christmas. This is Earth. We will build the ultimate weapon, and their stuff will be our stuff. You forgot 
Captain, but there's an alien battle cruiser about to... There's always an alien battle cruiser or a Karelian death ray or an intergalactic plague that's about to wipe out life on this miserable little planet. The only way these people get on with their happy lives is they do not know about it. Now, sci-fi becoming reality with the formation of a permanent government office tasked with investigating unidentified aerial phenomena also known as UFOs. They're here, aren't they? They've been here for a long, long time. The answer to this question will have huge implications for the future of humanity. At any given time, there are around 1,500 aliens on the planet. That's what I call a close encounter. And the next enemy was asteroids. Now, at this point, he kind of chuckled the first time he said it. Asteroids against asteroids were going to build space-based weapons. So it was funny then. And the funniest one of all was against what he called aliens, extraterrestrials. That would be the final card. And over and over and over, during the four years that I knew him and was giving his speeches for him, he would bring up that last card. And remember, Carol, the last card is the alien card. We're going to have to build space-based weapons against aliens. And all of it, he said, is a lie. In the event of, say, a full-scale alien invasion... There's a whole fleet of them, look on the ASA. My God. How prepared do you think this planet's defenses would be? Tell me. Just doomed. 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 They've been here for a long, long time. You're listening to The Secret Teachings Radio. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Thank you for tuning in this evening, this morning, tonight, whenever and wherever you are listening as we broadcast around the world on the Fringe FM, the Paranormal Radio app, and TalkStream Live. If you'd like to call the show, we will take calls this hour at 520-367-2064 here Thursday morning, December 23rd, from the 22nd Wednesday into the 23rd. 520-367-2064. Email us at rdgable at yahoo.com and check us out on the website at thesecretteachings.info for my books. I have a book called The Technological Elixir that has an enormous section on UFOs and ufology and my personal favorite, UFO cults. A lot of the stuff that we discuss here on this show That book is also packed with artificial intelligence, black goo, and the black cube. There's a tremendous amount of information in that book. If you are interested in getting a copy of that book, again, you can check it out on the website. You can also get a free digital copy of the Technological Elixir by dialing 520-367-2064 tonight. 520-367-2064. Tell us what you think of the modern-day disclosure project, the Blink-182. What do you think about all that? And or tell us your story about a UFO sighting or a UFO encounter. 520-367-2064. Back in 2017, that same year, that we heard about the Blink-182, Tom DeLonge, To the Stars, whatever it is. We heard about Louis Elizondo and the Black Budget Pentagon program. We also heard, if we paid attention, if we were reading 
extremely specific news releases. I am because I'm a little bit, you know, of a geek, a little bit of a nerd. I was reading MIT Technology Review, and there was an article in 2017 titled The Dark Secret at the Heart of AI. And within that article, it was acknowledged that, quote, no one really knows how the most advanced algorithms do what they do. That could be a problem, end quote. And the cover story, I really should say the cover image to this story, it's a Freudian slip, but the cover image to this story is a large black cube, three-dimensional black cube. Underneath of it is what looks like some kind of black, almost like a needle or something that is cone-like coming up from below and meeting the cube. Now, I was watching a Lady Gaga video because I analyze the music industry, as most of you know, and we do a lot of shows on the music industry and the idea of making a deal with the devil from Lady Gaga to Bob Dylan to Billie Eilish, to Poppy. And there is a Lady Gaga video where not only does she cover herself in black goo, it's a, it's a commercial actually, it's called Fame, but she has another commercial, uh, another uh, a video, uh, and, in that, and in that commercial, so she's got multiple videos where she depicts a very similar image to what MIT Technology Review used for this article on artificial intelligence. Now, you know that, that's like... Is that just a random and insignificant fact? Or could it be that the cube in two dimensions is the hexagon, and that is the six sides, the six-pointed star, and when you take the cube in two dimensions, or the square, and you unfold it, you get the cross of Christianity, The cube is also a central pillar of Islam and that of the Kaaba, a black cube between two pillars at the holy city, and at the corner of that cube is the stone, the rock, the space object from a very, very long time ago. And Judaism uses that black cube as well in the Tefillin, right? The Holy of Holies in Solomon's Temple was a cube, and so on and so forth. I think most of you probably know this by now. This is kind of common knowledge if you listen to shows like The Secret Teaching. So I won't bore you anymore with those details, but I will add something to those details. The IBM quantum computer is also in a black cube. The IBM quantum computer is also in a black cube. If you look at the planet Saturn, some of you might know that the planet Saturn has that bizarre storm on it. It also has the eye on it. Saturn is Sauron. Saturn is the watcher. Saturn provides the necessity of evil in order for in mythology, 
good to flourish. But Saturn, worshipped solely for those dark influences, becomes something wholly different. There certainly is an initiative in entertainment to advance this idea that technology is the savior, that technology will save us from all the things that religion can't and all the things that spirituality can't. Technology will allow us, will help us to live forever, right? Technology will allow us to obtain everlasting life, to drink of the elixir. That's the technological elixir. That's what I named my book after. That's what... Every time I see that imagery, I'm thinking about. And it's all throughout the entertainment industry. And why do they keep using that same symbol of the black cube? Of course, if you've seen Star Trek, you know about the Borg, right? Well, recently, numerous articles on the internet spread this information about the moon and a Chinese investigation with their Jade Rabbit rover or their U-2-2 rover into what they call a mysterious hut, a cube-shaped object, according to CNET and Live Science, a cube-shaped object. The China National Space Administration Outreach Program, Our Space, posted on the Chinese social network Vixen, V Vixen uh, or W E I X I N on December third, and this is a little bit of an older story from earlier this month. But if you take a look at this object, I've got a picture of it right here. You see the, the landscape of the moon, and then you see what looks like a cube or something off in the distance. Now that's interesting because the moon if you go back into NASA JPL records, has an incredible amount of what could be termed artifacts or monoliths or structures. Mars also has those same structures. And this is not new news either. This is stuff that was and has been popular since you know the 80s and the 90s. And, and even before that. But the public tends to forget. According to a South African researcher, a NASA image, series of images, NASA footage from 2006, from the bottom of the Candor Chasma, the Grand Canyon of Mars, found what looks like a crashed flying saucer. I'll give it to them that it does look like a disc-shaped object crashed, but uh, I don't necessarily think it's um, an unidentified flying object. But I bring the story up because it's a great example of how easily the public can be manipulated. I mean, the guy, the woman, I don't know who it was. Just I know it was some person from South Africa. They were looking at NASA photos and they found this and they said, well, that looks like a crashed flying saucer. And then the public ate it up. Social media ate it up. Of course, it's going to you know, eat it up. It's good clickbait, whether it's true or not, whether it's relevant or not, whether it's you know, important or not. The clickbait's easier. You don't have to think about the clickbait, right? You don't have to think about these kinds of things. This is like you know, the alien finger on Mars. This is the, the alien gerbil or the alien uh, jelly donut. Remember the jelly donut? 
That's really, as far as I'm concerned, all this is. But this is the kind of thing that makes the rounds on the internet that I believe is used through algorithms and AI to convince people that any idea that there is something beyond Earth is still crazy, is still insane, is still just made up, it's fabricated, it's, it's the fantasy of some tinfoil hat X-Files watching freak. Meanwhile, a pilot has filmed over the Pacific Ocean rows and rows of flashing lights that look like miniature, this is how I describe it, it looks like little miniature phoenix lights flying through the clouds. And some blink out, some come back on. That's just a, a contemporary example of, of these craft and whatever these craft are. I mean, remember 2001 A Space Odyssey? Remember that monolith that jump-started human evolution? I think about the cell phone. I think about the iPhone. Turn that thing over, take the case off of it, white or black, and that is the monolith. This is what connects us to the system of the beast. This is what connects us to the system of the Antichrist. This is what connects us to the digital sub-reality. This is our entry pass into the digital sub-reality. I don't know if you guys saw this. There's an article that's been going around the internet from Fox 5 News Baltimore. I'll read you the headline, and that is all I need to do. Implanted microchip could be used to verify COVID-19 vaccination status. Talk about, we told you so. But it didn't take a lot of intelligence to tell you so. It was pretty clear because it was written that this is exactly what's going to happen. And the microchip will be too clunky as well, by the way. It won't be a microchip. It'll be more like what MIT developed at the request of Bill Gates personally to develop a, and they have it now back in 2019, a tattoo-like microchip with little microneedles that gets put into your skin and it keeps a vaccination record of you and it, it monitors, uh, you know, it puts this ink inside of your body. That's, it's, it's a tattoo, but it's a microchip. And uh, it could be used for other things as well. It could be used to, you know, theoretically, it could be used to, uh, to dose you with, with drugs at a certain time. And uh, think about that level of, of pre-planning, that level of, 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 of technological development that has been uh, hidden from the public. I mean, I'm not saying that that microchip has been hidden from the public, but the military has known what these objects are or know. They knew that they, they, they didn't know what these objects were back in World War II. And now in 2021, to, to still suggest that, well, they might be the Russians, they might be the Chinese, that is so disingenuous and so, so misleading. It's, it's such a fraud. I mean, yeah, maybe new investigators don't know those things. But look, I'm a 30-year-old radio host who's done this for 11-plus years. Okay, I have no formal training. I have no background in anything. I'm completely self-taught from radio to the subject matter I discuss. And I can figure it out. 
I can figure out that if these craft were outmaneuvering planes in the 40s and 50s and 60s and shutting down nuclear missile silos, and they're doing the same thing today in 2021, or even in the 21st century, even in the early 2000s, they're far advanced beyond anything that we can probably comprehend. However, no matter how advanced these things are, I do believe that some of this is certainly man-made. And as Carol Rosen once said, in regards to Werner von Braun, the last card is the alien card. I remember that Time Magazine article that said, COVID-19 is an example of what might happen if we come into contact with extraterrestrials, with alien life forums, NASA's putting together, and they're requesting that scientists put together essentially a syllabus. A syllabus of what to say and how to classify, how to identify life beyond Earth. But the thing is, we've already discovered these things. We've already discovered the microorganisms on other planets and those things that existed on the outside of the International Space Station, the Russian experiment, and the vacuum of space. We've already seen that life can exist beyond Earth, beyond our atmosphere. We can see that life exists in conditions on Earth, whether they're tube worms or the the shrimp uh, near the hydrothermal vents, or the extreme hot, the extreme pressure, the extreme cold. I mean, there's, there's, there's bacterium that, that literally thrive on radiation. Uh, there are endless possibilities for life. Of course, life exists elsewhere, but now we're being prepped, we're being prepared, we're being coerced into accepting the new narrative and forgetting everything in the past. And to me, that is highly suspicious. And if you want to take it another step, you look at what is being looked at on the moon, this little mysterious hut, and at the very least, it just kind of gives you this idea that Life as we know it is not only the, the, the you know, it, it's part of, 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 of the universe. We are part of it. But that doesn't mean that just because there are other things, we are insignificant. We have to keep that understanding that we are still part of everything. And when we look to the moon, we look to Mars, when we look beyond that, we find evidence of, 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 of the existence of, of other beings, whatever they might be. It shouldn't destroy our faith in God. It should, it should I, in my opinion, I think it should amplify it. It should increase it. It should solidify it. It, it shouldn't make us, uh, I don't see why it would make anybody godless. If anything, I think it would bolster religions, but then it would take away people's individual power in those institutions. So perhaps that's why. But I mean, at the, at the core of this, uh, I find suspicion. And uh, during the holidays, all these UFO sightings and all this, this, this UFO uh, lore, uh, all the news stories, UFOs and the, the, the new uh, program that they're going to be operating, the Airborne Object Identification and Management Synchronization Group to go out and investigate these UFOs, I think it's nothing more than PR. That's all that I think it is. I think it's PR for something else. What is that something else? I don't know, but it's starting to sound a lot like the plot from the X-Files Smallpox vaccines, COVID-19 vaccines, the alien virus is inhibited at cold, the, vir- uh, the, the vaccines have to be kept at a certain temperature. After they increase in temperature, they start self-assembly. It, it's starting to seem like the plot line from the X-Files. It's starting to seem more and more like science fiction every day, but it's a reality. You know, Maybe I'm actually paranoid. I don't know. 
520-367-2064. 702, that's 702, you are live on The Secret Teachings. Who are we speaking with and where are you calling from? What's up, Michael Strange, Las Vegas. How are you, bro? Hey, Michael, what's going on, buddy? Hey, uh, I listened to your show. Good stuff, man. Um, I got a couple of thoughts on... Uh, the UFO stuff, right? Like, I, uh, as you know, I cover this stuff pretty closely as well. And it seems to me that a lot of the Tic Tacs and the Tom DeLong and the Lou Elizondo, I hate, like, I hate to lump Lou into that, the category of the propagandists, but he spent a whole lot of time with them and was a counterintelligent agent and all the rest of that. So like you, it, it makes my, let's say, spider sense tingle. You know what I mean? And so I don't know where he's headed, what he wants. Like, it seems that his, his press on all this was for congressional hearings, right? But, I mean, if we're being real, when is a congressional hearing got anything done ever? You know? I mean, in the modern era. Like, it's all just a sort of dog and pony show, a kabuki theater. So... Like, like, do they really expect us at some point to receive classified information from the government that's like literally at a national security level? I mean, it, it, that's the part that seems bizarre to me about all of this. I don't know. Uh, what's your thought? No, I agree with you. And I think, I mean, people like Stephen Greer have been doing this with Congress for years. And uh, I don't necessarily think that we need to have an official governmental acknowledgement. I mean, what do people want? Michael, do they want the president, whether it's Biden, Trump, or somebody else, to say, look, UFOs are real. UAPs are real. I mean, what does that do? What is that going to mean? What does that matter? I mean, the, the, the Pope and the Vatican said that they would, they would uh, baptize the aliens. Uh, you know, what, what, what does it matter? What does it mean if a world leader acknowledges it? I mean, wouldn't it matter more so if the scientific evidence, if, if, the, if the military records, you know, uh, among other records, show that there are absolutely things that defy the laws of physics, at least our understanding of them, and that these things have been around, and they're doing the same thing to our planes today that they were doing in the 40s and 50s. So it's clearly not our adversaries. It's clearly not human. Even if a few of these can be resolved as, uh, you know, natural phenomena, most of them, the, the, the really important ones, the really significant cases, are not. And that leaves the door open. Uh, a lot of people just don't want to walk through that door, I guess. No, well, it, it is a sticky thing. Because, right, if you go back to Project Blue Book, we're talking like 1947, just after the fabled Roswell crash. Right, 1947, 48, Project Sign, Project Grudge, Project Blue Book. They had over 10,000 cases. And famously, infamously even, J. Allen Hynek became a believer. Like he started before he passed away that whole, uh, you know, uh, Hynek, um, whatever it's called, like a, it was a UFO thing under his name after that blue book thing ended. So I, I think there's something there, but I, the, the problem is when you run any of this through the filter of the government, right? What do you get out, right? Like it's like you run pure water into the government and you get, you know, black goo out the other side. <laughs> it's unfortunate, <laughs> but it's the truth. Well, right. It's just a bureaucratic process. I don't know why, again, we need to have government confirmation of something that, I mean, you know, government agencies in the military have already acknowledged that these things are a very real threat. Otherwise, the military would not have been investigating them since they began appearing and since they began interacting with them. I mean, and whether it's ghost rockets and Foo Fighters, 
Or you can go back literally centuries and find accounts over a thousand years, two thousand years, and find accounts of these of these objects of these craft. I mean, obviously, maybe if you go back a thousand, two thousand years, you're going to get cases of you know comets, asteroids, uh, shooting stars that might be misidentified. But there are cases that go back to like I think it's 216 BC. Uh, I believe it was also in in modern day Italy, where you have cases of of these objects hovering over cities uh, as big balls of fire that just sit there and hover. So this is something that's not new, but I think part of this Louis Elizondo, uh, Tom DeLonge to the Stars Academy, Bigelow Aerospace, I think what a lot of that is, is it's getting a new generation of people and people that have always been interested that really want to believe and it's pushing them into this bubble and this narrative that's easily controllable in a politically correct way is what I feel that it is. Yeah, that's a, that seems to track. And what, what it doesn't do, actually, is like you've been describing, is get us closer to an, a scientific answer about what the hell's really in the skies. And I think, to be honest, that's what most of us care about. I've seen weird stuff in the sky. I don't know if you have, but there's something going on. And if it's, I'm willing to be wrong or fooled or all the rest of that. So if I saw something that was terrestrial, let's, let's, let's hear about it, you know? What do you think it is, Michael? What do you think these things are? Obviously, that's, you know, that's a loaded question because there are so many possibilities. But generally speaking, what do you think these things are? I think it depends on the source. So there's a lot of clickbait BS for sure. Uh, I think what's coming out of the government recently with the Tic Tacs and all that, I think that's propaganda. And I think that's probably plasma projections in the sky as radar spoofing devices, which goes back to Project Palladium, back to the Cold War and uh, the the Cuban uh, fighter planes and all the rest of that. So, I mean... I, th- I think I think it's complicated. I think it's complicated. So, you know, let's Certainly say uh, you get clickbait on YouTube, it's fake. You get some, you know, uh, stuff from the government, uh, this disclosure narrative, I think that's our stuff. Well, notice the thing they're not talking about is all the other things. So, I don't know. I think I think it's a mix of things. How about that? Well, I agree with you. It's definitely a mix of things. I do feel that some of these cases, I'm not sure exactly... Uh, which ones to focus on, but the example out of the, the, the airline pilot over the Pacific who videoed these these objects, that story got a, a large amount of attention. Could be for a lot of different reasons, but I feel like some of those cases that get a lot of attention, and, and they seem to be quite real, where the media just takes them, and, and even though it seems to be quite real, whatever that means, real, they still make fun of them and mock them, and they just make jokes about it and dismiss it. But those are the things that I feel like might be more man-made. And, and I really do, Michael, I'm starting to think that, uh, you know, TV shows like The X-Files from the smallpox vaccine and the way that the alien virus and the black goo was described far beyond metaphor is a lot more, it's a lot more accurate. It's a lot closer to the truth, hell, at least than anything you're going to get in mainstream media and in most alternative media. I mean, The X-Files storyline is essentially playing out in real life as far as I'm concerned, from vaccines and viruses to now the subject of UFOs and aliens, it's almost like we're being prepped and prepared for the unveiling of something. That's what I honestly feel. There is something that is, it's a slow incremental process, but something is being unveiled to us. And I don't think that it's necessarily what the the people that are 
that are interested in the official acknowledgement of UFOs, I don't think it's really what they want. I think it's what they're what they're uh, deserving of if they believe these uh, Louis Elizondo, Tom DeLong stories, if that makes sense. I don't think it's going to be the truth about what what's in the sky. I think it's going to be a utilization of that and the interest that the public has to create this new narrative and to perhaps utilize it to uh, have... Um, I mean, I don't know if you saw that Time Magazine article, Michael, but back uh, it was like 2000, early 2020... You know, if you can convince people that an invisible enemy is a threat, uh, imagine what you could do if you had, uh, you know, advanced technology in the skies that we told the public were extraterrestrial in nature or origin. And we not, we're not really sure if they're friendly or not. I mean, that, that, the, the, what, what could be done to the public is beyond comprehension psychologically. Yeah, hundred percent. That there's that voice of God technology. Like I said, plasma spoofing. You could you could actually put Elvis with a guitar in the sky and make him sing. You know, uh, blue suede shoes. Like like those are the types of things that are available. And so if you do that in a religious context, kind of like that was that Portugal thing, the Fatima thing, right? The in the sky with all the rest of that. Imagine doing that now with like social media, people taking pictures. The hysteria, man. The control. It's there. I'm with you 100%. Well, that's another thing. I think that some of these so-called UFO UAPs might also just be that. They might also be holographic or they might be something that is, uh, it's more likely that they're physical, that they're nuts and bolts, but that they're man-made and that that is being used to perpetuate a narrative to take our attention away from cases and reports that are much more legitimate, which was the government's policy with Project Blue Book, it was the government's policy with virtually every official UFO investigation to take those cases that were credible and to shelve them and to focus public attention on those cases that were easily explainable. But according to the military record, cases that were really difficult to explain, but then they turned out to be easily identifiable. So it gives the public this perception, this sense that they really investigated something unexplained, but even the most bizarre case ultimately was explained in the end. That has been the government's policy for uh, I mean, since at least uh, Project Blue Book. But going back to Project Grudge and Project Sign or Project Saucer uh, back in the late 1940s, that's been the policy, and I believe that is still the policy today. I just believe that they're finding a new way to control the narrative. It's kind of like they're souping it up they're 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 upgrading the narrative to take more control of the narrative, and I think that is because of social control. That's what I think, anyway. Same here. I'm with you. Uh, it's always about controlling the narrative. It's about propaganda. It's about uh, grabbing the bull by the horns and making us believe what they want us to believe by pointing its backside in our face. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> good best, bro. <laughs> absolutely. Well, thank you for the call tonight. Thanks for taking my call. Have a great one, man. Talk to you soon. Yeah, you got it, Michael. Thank you for calling in. 520-367-2064. Thank Michael for calling in. If you'd like to call in tonight on the show, get a copy of the Technological Elixir. A digital copy will be yours tonight. 520-367-2064. 520-367-2064. I'm Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings Radio. Tonight is the Festival of Unidentified Lights. Oh, ho, the UFO. White Bat Audio is the music. That's White Bat Audio. Check out our website at thesecretteachings.info. 
our affiliate sponsors, Pro One Water Filters. The link is on the website. Behind the scenes videos on Patreon. My books, you can buy the Technological Elixir, which details everything we're talking about tonight and more, much, much more. Or Occult Arcana, which details the occult and esoteric, the archetypes and the mythology of the secret teachings, that subject matter we discuss. You get access to the Montage Archive, all the shows when you subscribe. Just check it out at www.thesecretteachings.info. Support the secret teachings. Keep us on air Monday through Friday here on The Fringe. Stay with us. We'll be back in the final segment. Don't go anywhere. I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings, bringing you health, history, symbolism, and of course, black goo, right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. Release the curtain! Do you like The Secret Teachings and Ryan's passionately balanced approach to subjects from food and health to the entertainment industry and the occult? Then check out Ryan's books, available in PDF and softcover with free shipping in the United States. For a practical, balanced, and unique look at the food industry, vaccinations, the theories of disease, and geoengineering, grab a copy of Food Philosophy. For a deeper look into artificial intelligence, UFO cults, black goo, and packs made with the devil in the music and entertainment industry, have a look at the technological elixir. Or look for Ryan's masterpiece, Occult Arcana, an encyclopedia of occult knowledge spanning from mythology and science to symbols and sigils, from ritual magic to voodoo, and from comparative religion and psychic abilities to paranormal activity. All three books can be purchased on the website at thesecretteachings.info, where you can read reviews from other authors and radio hosts around the world. Just visit thesecretteachings.info. The truth is out there, and so are we. KTLK, digital broadcasting, The Fringe FM. People ask me every day what they can do to take control of their life in the face of an onslaught of misleading information and outright lies. I always tell them to take control of what they put in their body, including clean water. I personally used a Pro One water filter long before the company became Pro One. And after a few years, I decided to get an affiliate program set up for the show. Here's how it works. Visit our website at www.thesecretteachings.info and click on the Pro One water filter link on the slider bar at the top of the page. Whatever you purchase on their website, we get a small percentage. It's an honest and beneficial way to support the secret teachings and yourself. They've got water filters for the kitchen, dorm room, and even shower heads so things like chlorine don't become vaporized in the hot shower and inhaled. They make a great gift for yourself, your family, or your friends, and especially a great gift around the holy days. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info, click on the banner, support Pro One, and support the secret teachings five nights a week on The Fringe FM. Listen to The Rogue Report every Wednesday live at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern here on The Fringe FM, KTLK Digital Broadcasting. 
For a lot longer than most podcasts have been around, The Secret Teachings has been at the forefront of unique investigation into both the mundane and the extraordinary. Critical thought and controlled speculation allowed us to determine that the much-anticipated UAP report would be vague, unexplained, and would simply imply the need for defense against national security threats. We determined that sonic weapons were the cause of Havana Syndrome a full year before CNN acknowledged the same. We told you about the mind-controlled magic, sex slavery, and intellectual theft in the music industry long before Britney Spears spoke out about her conservatorship. And we've been removed from radio for refusing to censor our show over international child trafficking networks and sex cults long before Epstein didn't kill himself. This has been done with no budget, only your support, and a will to learn and succeed. And you can continue to be a part of the Secret Teachings journey as we broadcast Monday through Friday after Lighting the Void with Joe Roop right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM, brings you exclusively The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. What's up, y'all? It's your boy Topher. You can find my music at tophertown.com. And right now you're listening to The Secret Teachings by Ryan Gable. I wanted to let you know the scientific facts about this genetic vaccine based on the RNA vaccine technology I created. Blood clots in some patients who were vaccinated for COVID-19. The first is that a viral gene will be injected into your parents' cells. This gene forces your child's body to make toxic spike proteins. These proteins often cause permanent damage in children's critical organs. Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine must be kept at about minus 94 degrees Fahrenheit. Keeping the vaccines at ultra-low temperatures. Well, the premise is quite simple. Um, take something designed by nature and reprogram it to make it work for the body rather than against it. You're talking about a virus? Indeed, yes, in this case, a um, virus which has been engineered at a genetic level to be helpful rather than harmful. This would not be the first time that a vaccine that looked good in initial safety actually made people worse. Extracting alien tissue, tests were done on unsuspecting human subjects, and elaborately staged abductions and craft using alien technology recovered from the down saucers. Human hybridization through gene editing and forced implantation of alien embryos. People tell me that the X-Files and other TV shows are just TV shows. They tell me something that they heard on the news, and I say, well, that's just a TV show. That's just made up. It's just a script that they're reading. You ever watch The X-Files? It's really interesting because it seems to parallel what's happening today in a weird and bizarre, yet spooky, almost literal, almost identical manner. I mean, in The X-Files in Season 2, you learn about this genetic testing 
You learn about these abductions. You learn about a, a virus. This virus is an alien virus. The virus kills people by thickening their blood. The virus can be stopped by cold. And the DNA branches off through the genetic engineering and creates these abnormal protein chains. I don't know about you, but to me that sounds awfully similar to blood clots and the specific niche temperatures that these vaccines for COVID-19 have to be kept at and the whole point of the mRNA vaccine anyway to trick your body into producing, according to the inventor of the technology, toxic, that's a quote, toxic spike proteins. The idea that experimentation with vaccines and viruses may be a method to alter DNA and create a biological marker, a high-tech identity card, all fits the theoretical narrative today. I read you a headline earlier from a local TV station that said microchips in your body might be the best way to keep your COVID-19 vaccine record. It was pretty simple to determine that what was going to happen was that we were going to go from paper cards that were easily lost, easily forgeable, to a digital system, and then a digital system to a microchip. But that's not where it ends. That's not where it stops. It goes from the microchip to the tattoo, to the marker, to something that's embedded, that becomes a part of you, that you couldn't decide one day, I don't want this in me, I'm going to cut it out. You'd have to cut all the skin off. You'd pretty much have to skin yourself to get these these electronic-like tattoos cut off of you. I mean, what do you think all these major companies are doing? What do you think 23andMe is doing? Working so close with the National Security Agency, working so close with YouTube and all the family connections with Sergey Brin and Google, which owns YouTube, and the sister of YouTube is, is, is the sister, of, uh, the sister of the woman that runs YouTube. Is, um, her, uh, uh, she, she runs uh, the, the 23andMe DNA company, and uh, the connections to the Mormon Church and the Vatican. Like, what do you think all of this is? Why, is? why is it that virtually everything that all the conspiracy theorists said decades ago, things that were just in a TV show like The X-Files, are now happening? But when I sit back and I look around me, it's just like that scene from Men in Black. There's always an alien plague. There's always a Karelian battleship. The only reason, the only way these people get on with their lives is that they don't know about it. And that's what I see when I look around. I, I see people that just, just don't know. I mean, I sit here behind this microphone. I have boxes and boxes and boxes of documents, articles. I've got books. I've got colored photographs from the moon and from Mars the Brookings Institute, where they talk about artifacts found on other planets or that they're going to be found on other planets and how to, how to uh, you know, address 
the public on this subject, uh, suggesting that we should keep this information private, we should keep it secret, concealed. And I pay attention to the new Airborne Object Identification and Management Synchronization Program, the U.S. Director of National Intelligence UAP report, the Coronavirus Relief Bill, where it had the funding that was put into place for investigating these unidentified aircraft, all these official things, the Blink-182, Louis Elizondo. You pay attention to all this, and you just see something. Something is happening. It's not like an event that's coming that's going to happen on, hmm, whatever day I decide to choose because I'm a prophet. No, it's not like that. It's, there's something coming in the sense that it is being unveiled by the moment. I mean, just go to the internet right now, type in UFO, and look at the headlines that come up. I mean, we're talking about now, we're going to have to not only rewrite the textbooks, we're going to have to rewire the way that we think the way that we interact. We're going, to have, we're going to have to rewire cultural customs and ideas and traditions. Guess not all of them, because some of them already, you know, they believe in the star people, the ant people. Uh, they believe in the bird people, the people from space, the people from somewhere else. But how convenient would it be for a shadow organization, a secret space program, a government agency, uh, aerospace corporation, some billionaires, some elitists, some people that have a lot of power and a lot of money. How easy would it be for them to essentially control what isn't necessarily an alien invasion, but an alien presence, which is essentially invisible, that they have to inform you if it's a threat or not, and you have to come to them to determine the mitigation procedure to determine how to interact with this invisible thing, what you can and cannot do. COVID-19 mitigation has shown you how easily controllable and malleable the public is. And it gives you an idea of what might happen if we're confronted with another invisible enemy, but an enemy that isn't so alien in the sense that we hope for. You have to be careful if you want to believe, because if you want to believe, there are people that know that, and there are people that will take advantage of that. I remember the new X-Files when they came out, and there's that scene where Scully says, you can't say that. You can't, these things are irresponsible to say. But, but, but that is the evidence. That is... That must be reality-mimicking art then. I mean, when you've got vaccines that essentially act like the alien virus in the X-Files, and you have that happening while you have a public slow-drip disclosure of, as far as I'm concerned, and as far as our caller Michael is concerned as well, something akin to a, a massive deception. That is the deception. I don't think it's personally the voice of God. I don't think that it's projecting Elvis into the sky. I used to think that. I mean, it's a possibility, but I think what it is is it's psychological. I mean, COVID was psychological. It still is. Uh, the UFO, the UAP, the alien invasion will be psychological. I don't think it'll be real. It'll all be in the mind. 
because we've already imagined that it happened. You watched Independence Day. You watched The X-Files. You watched Alien. You watched Stranger Things. Where do these ideas come from? They come from real life. It's little grains, little seeds that are planted there, intentionally or otherwise, and they grow in the subconscious until they mature into the conscious mind. And then when we see those things happening in the real world, we accept them as fantasy and we disassociate because that can't be real. And then that programming, like the Tavistock Institute studying LSD and music and understanding that these two things or any kind of drug, any kind of experience mixed together with a trigger can literally switch people into an altered state like a Manchurian candidate, I think that's what's happening with the UFO disclosure. This is a trigger to switch someone into a post-hypnotic state. And it doesn't have to be with bombs and lasers and explosions. It doesn't have to be with mass you know, calling of the population. And maybe what the solution is is this new uh, airborne object identification program, they're going to essentially provide the foundation for investments to replicate the advanced technology. How can you replicate it if you don't have the, the, like the components and the parts of it? Are you going to replicate it based on observation? I guess you can do that, sure. But how much can you really reverse engineer if you don't have these things? I mean, that alone is kind of suspicious to me. It kind of sounds like a big money pit, a big scam, like David Wilcox has been running. But whatever that is, you know, the idea that you can reverse engineer these things, the idea that you can, you can do that without actually having one, it, just, it kind of leads me to believe that it's not only some financial scam. It's not just... It, it, it's all in a place that is not physical. It's, 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 a, it's a psychological thing, and we're going to find out, well, these craft, are, these craft uh, they don't emit pollution, and uh, these aliens are very green, and that's a good thing. We need to be more like the aliens, and hey, the aliens have a way to save all of us. We can just plug ourselves in to this little digital world, and it won't be the world of the, of the aliens unless it's the Borg. I don't think it'll be the world of, of the aliens, quote-unquote, uh, you know, unless it's the Borg. I think it'll be the world of, of, of what man has created, and perhaps with the influence of something that is otherworldly, something that is inhuman, and something that uses the cube as its symbol. Again, how about the Borg in Star Trek? I mean, got a cube on the moon, photographs of the cube, literally photographs from NASA of the cube next to the sun, I mean, you've got the remakers of Saturn. You've got these immense objects. I mean, and from Project Blue Book to the Robertson Panel Report or the Durant Report, it's been the government's policy to conceal this information and to intentionally mislead and deceive the public. And then when you start reading, like, you start reading the work of people like, uh, Read the work of Jim Mars, for example. Jim Mars will he'll, he'll lay it out if you read Alien Agenda. But go look at uh, Donald uh, Kehoe. He said that the Air Force knew that there were giant spaceships operating near our planet. And he said that 
They've known that for decades. And uh, this has been corroborated by independent investigators and uh, by Air Force. Uh, I'm not talking about the Black Knight satellite. So something is here. It, it, it's, like, it's like my favorite movie, Christmas Vacation. It's like, well, something had to break the window. Something had to break the stereo. And why is the carpet all wet, Todd? I don't know. Something had to shut down those nuclear missiles. Something had to incur upon secret military exercises and locations. Something had to have been identified or experienced or, or you know, the, 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 uh, the reasoning behind the experience of the first Chinese astronaut or the Apollo missions or so many of the, of the ICBM missile tests. Something had to interfere with those rockets. Something had to disable those bombs. Something had to track those spaceships that are man-made. Something had to do all this. It isn't swamp gas, folks. It isn't a weather balloon, folks. It isn't the standard laugh, joke, and put on your tinfoil and go watch the X-Files thing, folks. Whatever it is, it's real. And while the public walks around blissfully ignorant, arguing about politically correct subjects, which I'm sure would be the big thing about aliens if we saw them. In fact, David Wilcock even said that. He said, we got to make sure we don't discriminate against these aliens for having different colored skin. It's like, dude, what are you, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? What, is that, what does that even mean? We are on the precipice. We are on the verge of something monumental. But I believe that what that thing is that is monumental is nothing more than a deception. But that doesn't mean that these things don't exist outside of what is being controlled psychologically and physically to convince us that we might be under attack. And, and I think it's just that. We, we just need to be told that these things could pose a threat. That's all they've told you about SARS-CoV-2. They haven't proved that it has a certain symptom complex that is unique and identifiable only to it. They've simply implied it with studies and science, right? They'll do the same thing with the UFO. Same thing with the UAP. They'll just imply that it could be dangerous, that it could be a threat. Something we've known for literally decades, if not a century or more. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Thank you all for tuning in this evening, this morning, this afternoon, whenever and wherever you're listening. Please support the show by subscribing to the archive on the website. Grab a copy of one of my books on the website. Occult Arcana is a massive book. Food Philosophy also explores germ theory and geoengineering. And the technological elixir takes you from the black cube and black goo in the entertainment industry to UFOs, UFO cults, and artificial intelligence. Those books are, are, you know, my life's work. Digital copies, physical copies, I can autograph them for you. It's all at www.thesecretteachings.info. You can also check us out on Patreon and email me at rdgable at yahoo.com. Stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy. We'll talk to you on the next broadcast. Time's up. Time may be up for tonight's broadcast of The Secret Teachings, but don't worry, you can still catch us Monday through Friday right here exclusively on The Fringe FM. You can also subscribe to the show and montage archive while grabbing my books at thesecretteachings.info. To get in contact with us, you can email the show at rdgable at yahoo.com. 
Stay tuned to KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM.